Anything else other than that? No, that's it, man. It's been a, a quiet week for me. I know it's been a busy week for you. Yeah, I've had a jam, Joe. I had a jam-packed week this week. Well, you're I, a jam. Uh, you're a jam-up guy. That's why. Right. So let's start small. Went to uh, the Italian festival. I'm pretty sure you did too. At some oh, point. I did go to the Italian festival. Like such a non, uh, such a non-starter in regards to everything else that we spoke about off mic. Right, but I figured, you know, I'll get that right out of the way. Did you? Because you haven't been there in what, nineteen years? Uh last time I was there was nineteen ninety-seven. I'm not doing the math. Uh, if I do my gazintas, that's twenty-five years. Wow. Yes. Uh, I like. I think I said I go every year unless it's raining and or it's a billion degrees. But it was nice. I went Sunday. You went Saturday, right? We went Saturday afternoon. We were there. Um, maybe like around uh, like twelve thirty-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went there around two or three o'clock, got something to eat, went to the comic shop, got some stuff, ran into some people I knew, um, and then just split. But uh, I went down for a specific thing and the stand wasn't there, so it upset me. Oh, um, no. What'd you go for? I can't remember the name of the pe- the place, the, 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 the restaurant. But I, I would go down every year and I would get one or two slices of pizza from different places that I like that I don't normally go to, you know, when I go for pizza. And then I, I want to say it was something that began with an R, but they have a double crust stuffed pizza with like ham and pepperoni and something else in it. Mm. But they had different they had different stuffed pizza. They have like hot wing stuffed pizza and blah, blah, blah. But I knew it because it had a uh, a certain look to the stand every year. And I went around twice to make sure, mm. and it wasn't there. So I ended up getting pe- like just pizza at, at different stands, and then I ended up finding a lemonade stand that had peach lemonade. And I was like, oh. I got, I got to try some of that. And while I was getting my peach lemonade, there was a nice couple that were in front of me yelling at the young lady, getting the pe- the the ice the lemonade whatever flavor they got it doesn't matter they're like that's too much ice in my glass or in my cup take it out i'm paying eight dollars for this i want less ice and the, the girl's like well i put the flavorings and stuff in it so if i turn it over to get the ice out you're gonna lose all that i'm like i have to do it again she's like i don't care i want you to i don't know how they scoop the ice out of it but it was a whole thing and i'm like so i walk up i'm like here's my eight dollars i would like a peach lemonade and I don't care how much ice you put in it, as long as it's the right flavor that I want. That's the only thing that I'll get mad at. And the girl started laughing. I was like, I was like, that was a bit much. And she goes, Yeah, we get some interesting people <laughs> with this stuff. So, but it was delicious. The peach lemonade was delicious. Yeah. So, like, we did like one walk around because it's just like you know the square in Scranton. You know, it's not like a huge thing. Right. So just walking around just to see what they had, like what sort of wares, you know. Right. Um, and there was nothing really that jumped out at me that was like, oh, I need to try this. Right. Um, Asa got pierogies. Again, that's the one guarantee that he'll always eat. Right. He was looking like, where's the Wegman stand? Right. Yes. Um, uh, April tried like three different desserts and hated them all. Okay. Um, you know, she didn't like the way like, oh, this is supposed to be more of a consistency like this. And that is supposed to be more of a consistency like that. I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you. That's the way they make them. You know, you rolled the dice Mm -hmm. when you don't go to the places, you know, when it comes to like, if you have a very specific thing 
unlike uh, cannolis or tiramisu or whatever, you know? Right, right. That's not something I would take a gamble on in the first place. But if I gambled and won, I wouldn't try a new place and say, let's double or nothing it, you know? Right. And as for cannolis, it has to be over 30 years since I've tried a cannoli. I remember not liking it being too rich and heavy. Right. So that's the thing. I'm I'm not an Italian dessert person for that very reason. It's like too much. It feels right. like I'm eating lead. Yes. And the one that she went to, it wasn't like it was more of a whipped cream consistency as opposed to a cream cheese or whatever consistency. Right. And she was like, this is terrible. I'm like, all right, whatever. Um. But they did have a little – so I want – the thing that I wanted to get for sure was getting a pizza frita, right? Right. Did they have any? They did. There was okay. tons of places that had pizza fritas, right? Mm-hmm. There was one in particular that had – like they like part of their display was home of the giant pizza frita, right? Oh, better be as big as your head, Joe. Well, what they do is – they charge you, and again, for those of you who are not, you know, northeastern Pennsylvania or don't know what the hell we're talking about, Pizza Frida is essentially fried dough drowning in sugar. That's right. When it's still got the hot grease on it, the oil, you dump it in a pan full of sugar. Right. So it sticks. So I go to the giant place, right? Mm-hmm. And their giant is just giving you, like, three pieces arranged on a plate that resemble one giant one, I guess. No, that's not the way you do it. And of the three pieces that they gave me, two were like stale. They were, oh, they're the best when they're hot, man. So then I'm like, I threw those two, like I took a bite. I'm like, it's garbage. Took a bite, it's garbage. And then the other piece was good. So I go, I'm not going back to them, but I need this. I need this itch scratch. So I went to one of the other ones and I looked at them and I felt bad. And I go, can I get that one and that one? And they're like, okay, you're good. So, right. But they had another place that had like little mini sandwiches that were on garlic knots. Like garlic knots were the bread of these like little sliders. That sounds delicious. What was they had? They had a variety of different ones. They had like a meatball parm one, then eggplant parm one, then a chicken parm one, and then like two or three other ones that I didn't care for, but like buffalo chicken and like something else, right? Right, something spicy, yeah. It's, yeah, so like I got like three of the ones that I liked, and they were very good. Uh, highly recommended if you get the garlic knot sliders at the Italian festival. <laughs> right, next year. Next year. But uh, uh, but that was, yeah, so I completely forgot that I knew, like, it was one of those things where, like, Saturday was so long ago, and I'm like, I did something on Saturday, but I don't well, remember. Right. So, but, the, and the other thing that made me sad was I didn't find, because it was a, a missed opportunities all around, there's that word again, at uh, the Italian festival. I was looking for my loans of sandwich. There's always a loans of sandwich there. And okay. And have one this year, so I have to go, I have to go scratch that loans of itch somewhere else. Is uh, loans of, like, a local, like? shop or something no lonza is a meat it's a pork loin that's like it's it's cured like a supersata and Listen, I'm, I'm italian and you're i i am i'm like I, I have no idea what you're doing okay you've never heard of supersata no i know super sock jose lothario but that's okay. about it all right well it's a cure it's a meat that you cure it's a pork loin it's really it good sick or something what's yeah it's very sick <laughs> <laughs> Because it was cured, get it? Right, I, I got it. All right, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And is that what I sound like when I explain a joke? Yes. Um, 
good because that's fantastic. But uh, no, I, I looked for that and they didn't have it. So I know a couple of the like the local like there's an Italian deli around here that carries it. So because I used to have people up in Jessup, which is like the home of the Italians around here, um, used to give my family uh, Supersata and uh, Lonza. So I know you don't know what it is, so I'm just going to move on. All right. I, I, I don't know how to explain what it is because I don't know how to make it. I just know it tastes good. That's the best way to put it. So, but yeah, I did the Italian festival. Um, before that, I went and saw Jaws and IMAX, which was really great. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. It was me and the Josher we went to see. Um, Josh made me take a picture of him next to Mayor Vaughn in the anchor jacket um, on the screen. So I did that for him. Um, and we had the whole theater to ourselves. And then two kids walked in. I don't know their ages. Hmm. Josh told me maybe they were 14, right? Maybe a little younger. So they're sitting over the corner. And me and Josh are just kind of like whispering to each other. Not maybe not whispering. We were like kind of like, ah, there's only two kids in here. Kids always ruin my experience. I'm going to talk to Josh through this. So we watched the movie. And then... We, I went to, to take a piss after the movie, and the two kids were in the bathroom. And I wanted to talk to them just to find out, like, one, what their age was, and two, if they'd ever seen... Like, I was curious about 14-year-olds seeing Jaws in the theater. But my my the, the voice in my head went, don't ask kids how old they are in the bathroom and Correct. ask them other... And follow-up questions. And I was just like, I'm going to let this one go, take a piss, and leave. So you could have waited think, uh, outside the men's room for them. What? You could have waited outside the men's room for them. Well, by the time, cause I'm slow, they bounced down the steps. Gotcha. I was walking in the bathroom and they were walking out. Like I, or like we were both in the bathroom together. They were washing their hands and I went to where I had to go and they walked past me. I was like, ah, I better just let them slip into the night. You know what I mean? Sure. But I did that. I did a. Uh, but did they behave themselves in the theater? They that- were super quiet. We didn't even know they were there. Like gotcha. I could tell they were talking to each other, but I couldn't hear what they were saying, which is fine. And we had the super big IMAX theater, which is like in the Dixon one is like three times the size of any of the other theaters. And so like even us sitting in the middle and them sitting on the side, we had to be 60 feet from each other. You know what gotcha. I mean? Gotcha. So it was good. It was. I would have really liked if there was nobody there but me and Josh because then I've only ever went to see a movie with a friend and that happened once and it was a great experience because if you do have a question, you just talk. You know what I mean? Like, right. who cares? Blah, blah, blah. But I did that. I went to a friend's uh, cookout and uh, then I went – for a TV, Joe. I went and I got a TV. I saw the pictures of the TV and a PS5 game or something. Yep, yep. I went up to the Best Buy and She-Hulk's brother wasn't there. So oh, okay, good. So we had to go to somebody else. The fancy gentleman Adam came with me, who who said I was going to bury him on this show. But I have to say, he went above and beyond helping me. So... He, he gets a free pass for I don't know how long. I have to talk to you about how long people get free passes for something, Joe. So, um, But, uh, yeah, we went up, and I knew what I wanted. I had two, two basically in mind. They were both around the same size-ish. I could have went up, like, you know, uh, 
10 inches or down 10 inches on what I was the screen size. And we talked and he's like, this is the better TV for like what you're doing. And I was like, okay, it was a Samsung, which was what my last one was. So uh, I was like, okay, I want, and I ended up thinking I want to go 75 inch or 85 inch. And part of me wanted to go to 85 inch because it would have been three inches bigger than Adams, which is like right. part to, of the thing. To rub it in, sure. Right. But the guy goes, okay, you had your mind on the 85 inch. And I said, yeah. He goes, that's X amount of dollars. The 75, which is only, you know, 10 inches smaller, which is still 15 inches bigger than my last TV. He's like, if you bu- if we buy that one. I have PS5s in stock. And, and Adam was like, you have PS5s here? He's like, yeah. Like, they're in the back. I don't know if they had them out on the floor or whatever. He's like, but I can get them one. And I was like, "Do they, is it the disc one or the non-disc one? He's like, the disc one. I said, okay. And he goes, and if you go down to the 75, he goes, it'll still be the price you're paying for the 85, which was in your budget. But now you'll have a PS5. You know what I mean? Did you really need a PS5? No, I didn't need one, but I was going to get one anyway, eventually. So while it was there and, you know, they are hard to come by, um, I was like, ah. Oh, and I did the the card thing, you know, the the card where everything is interest free. And with the payments, I was like, all right, I had, I had, you know, whatever uh, in my budget. And this for this all came to what I was willing to pay a month for a, a payment. I got a PS5, so if I want to play PS, I play a little bit. I get each of the systems. I was going to buy a system eventually. It was there. Adam hooked it all up for me. It's ready to go. That was the other thing. He helped me carry it in and helped me hook it up. So I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't have to do shit is the way I look at it. Okay. But what, what, what? I shouldn't have I shouldn't have nice things, Joe. Is that what you're saying? No, you should have nice things. I just wonder, like, uh, what games are we playing to the the PS5 these days? Um. Well, there's nothing that I want to play right now. Okay. Well, but uh, there. Well, that I, I I own. First of all, I don't own any PS5 games, but I would play um a remastered Grand Theft. I, I'm I'm addicted to Grand Theft Auto, and there's a um. Uh, PS5 updated versions are one of the best games ever. I think it was Grand Theft Auto 5? 5, yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, for 20 bucks, it's it's up, whatever, upgraded to the, to the PS5. I'm like, for 20 bucks, I'll pick that up and I'll play that again. And then whatever Batman and or Grand, the new Grand Theft Auto game, whenever that comes out, and I'll go find something. It's not like it's just going to sit there forever. Or it might, who knows? Yeah, listen, yeah. I'm not counting your money. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm glad you have time to play video games. I'm very proud of you. Joe, I have time to do, like, what I, like when I feel, I, I remember, I remember this one time. We were doing a thing for the show, uh, for the main show, the comic show. And it was like, what was your favorite Garth Ennis title? And I was like, oh, was it Hellblazer or was it Preacher? It ended up being Preacher. But at the time, I wasn't sure because I hadn't read them in a long time. And when we came back to, like, the next week, that was the poll for the listeners. Uh, you, you were like, oh, so which one did you decide? I said, well, I sat down and I read both of them over the last week. And you were like, Preacher 60 issues with, with specials and miniseries. And his run on Hellblazer was about the same. And I'm like, 
yeah, I, I have no wife. I have no kids. I work for myself in an office. If I want to sit and read 10 issues of a comic in a row, I, I need to fill up time where I think, Joe, and that's a bad thing. All right. So... Joe trying to make me not get a PS5. I just, listen, I just, you know, I, I'm i just concerned. I'm like, oh, what's hot on the PS5 that Todd's getting one, you know? Yeah, it's just to get one. I, I hear, too, I don't know if this is 100% true, that whatever what's going on, they are going to be bumped up in price, too, soon. You know what I mean? Gotcha. That, that's uh, Sony was like, oh, yeah, the... The X amount price of now is like that's that's gonna change, and I don't know how much it is, but uh, even if it's fifty dollars, I got it on the ground floor, Joe. Right, right. Uh, so with you said Adam set everything up for you, and I if you said it, maybe I missed it. D- is is it hung on the wall the new TV, or is it like on a stand? How do we do it? I have uh, I had an old. Uh, TV stand Um, So it's just sitting on it Not like uh, On the wall Or some of the TV stands have Bars on the back that you bolt the TV to This just has has a a, a Middle stand that's on it And that was part of my other uh, Because it's a three level It's only about maybe two Two and a half feet high off the ground But all the levels are glass So I had to find out What my old TV weighed to see what would happen when I bought a set a 75 inch. But, uh, and then I actually found a site online that was like, do you have tempered glass? We'll do the thickness and the width and the, the length. And we could tell you how much you could put on it. So I was like, I had to do that too. Or I was going to have to buy a whole new TV stand or something, but I just have it on a TV stand. Measure my Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I bookmarked it. So I'm looking it up to see if I still have it, but uh, yeah, so that, that helped me out. So I didn't, I was worried that I was going to have to buy something new to uh, maybe I got rid of it um, that I had to buy a new stand or something to hang it. I would never hang a TV on my walls because I have two rooms downstairs that eventually I swap out like uh, living rooms. You know what I mean? Like one's a parlor, one's a living room. I could do whatever I want. I don't want anything permanently affixed because i'm thinking about doing some remodeling or moving stuff and i don't want to you know what i mean make something permanent right right so as a bachelor i could do whatever i feel like with this house you certainly could that's right is there something else so you have your tv set up you have your ps5 and no games for it (laughs) right well there's games preloaded on it i have to play those you know i have to see what's on there so mm-hmm. but i've been busy joe i've been busy well so that's the other thing to ask what you've been busy with and i figure we could talk about it more here than anywhere else um you started watching sandman on netflix yes and i finished it wow look at you again well, sh- going back as- to the garth ennis stuff from before well what happened was like I said, this was this was my show. You know what I mean? I didn't want to watch it on the computer screen. And I like the fact that the smart TV came preloaded with net. It has a Netflix button on the remote show. Oh, look at that. Right? And the other thing, just to get on the TV for one last thing, is Adam's like, oh, it can't, like the remote's working. I was looking for the batteries. I couldn't find them. The remote's just working. So the batteries are in it. And I looked at it that like a day or two later, it like fell over upside down and it has solar panels on the back. 
So there are no batteries. Holy shit, that's amazing. Yep. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And it has an Amazon Prime video button too. So as soon as I did that, set it up, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch Sandman. And I watched maybe the four or five episodes, everything up to the sound of her wings in one shot. And I was like, I'm saving that because I'm tired for the next one. And then I watched the next in two nights. It was like, here's four episodes. Here's four episodes. And then here's three episodes. And I'm done. And I may have really, really, really enjoyed it. How, how far did you get, Joe? Um, well, no further than I think when uh, I had tweeted out, I think last Wednesday, that I was getting ready to watch uh, the Diner episode with Ooh. John D. So you did watch that one? I did watch that one, yes. I'm a big fan of the sound of her wings, like the issue and everything. But that... Even with the changes, that diner episode is some of the best TV I've ever seen. That was amazing. What did you uh, think? Uh, yes, uh, very good. Um, it's one of these things where I'm worried I'm going to get too caught up in my own head. And we could talk about it since you watched the whole thing and I haven't. Mm -hmm. Um. And Adam and I talked about this before we recorded at odds last week. So I know it's not out there um, in that, you know, you're, you're adapting a 35, you know, plus year old comic book in some cases um, you're adapting, not the entire thing, but a good chunk of it for a 11 episode TV show, which clocks in about 45 to 50 minutes an episode. Um, and like already from the start, like things are like, we changed it from him, Morpheus being trapped in the basement for 80 years to a hundred years. We're mixing up the order in which he goes and gets his tools back, you know, like little things like that, no big deal. But then you also forget that when Sandman first started, it was a DC comics book. So it had, like, DC comic characters in it, like the Justice League and Justice League villains and stuff, right? Yep. So they then have to go and take, you know, which is, like, a crucial part of his origin, the stuff with the, the Ruby and the Diner and Dr. Destiny, a Justice League villain. How are we going to get that into the TV show without paying, you know, uh, like, using that character, which I assume is off-limits, right? Right. And I thought they did a really good job of it. So a lot of it is me watching the show and kind of trying to line everything up with the book. But the stuff that they hit from the book is so spot on yep. and so perfect and updated in a way that doesn't detract or make the original material any less special. Like this is its own thing. And it doesn't come off as like a cheap copy or a cheap tribute or something else like that. Like people that have, never read the comic and are just watching the show are enjoying it. People who only read the comic once like fools are enjoying it. <laughs> People that have read the comic multiple times, like you and I are enjoying it. And to be able to hit like all of those parts, um, on a show like this of such something that I'm sure has been in developmental hell for <laughs> at least 20 years. Yep. For them to wait and not just rush something out. So there's something out but to wait so that it works and it's good, you know? Yep. Um, <clears throat> though I will say, Joe, 
like I don't know how much you remember because you were saying stuff. The order they went and got the tools in, that's the same order they went in the book. Why did I think he got the ruby? F- no, why did I think he got the helm second or last? Why did I think he got the helm? Like, why am I thinking that the ruby was first, then the sand, and then the helm in the comics? I don't know because the ruby is the end of the first trade. Yes, yeah, so the ruby would have to be last. No, but I thought he goes to hell like after the first trade. No. Okay, he goes to hell in the first trade to go get the helm. Right. He goes back for seasons of mist because he's invited by the devil that's okay so that's where i was getting and, confused with it is yeah, and yeah. the devil and i'm not spoiling anything for because they the devil even said lucifer says something in an episode you haven't seen yet you know what i mean yeah yeah um like i have a plan and the plan is the thing that lucifer does in seasons of mist so that's why you're thinking he goes back but no he goes and gets all his tools in the very you know that first storyline for some reason, I thought it was different, and it's that Seasons of Mist tripping me up. Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, but I mean, I won't say anything. The, the plan Lucifer has is absolutely fantastic. Um, but I will say I, lo- I loved it all. If I could break into whoever's home and get that helm, I'd want one. Right. Um, I, I saw you tweet at Dave McKeon that it got dropped off at his house, you know? Yep, because I guess, like he says, it had to be come over, and I had to see it. And he was It was him wearing it in the picture, which I thought was fantastic. Right. Um, and I'm like, oh, that would have never left. That would have been like, Helm? What Helm? No Helm ever came to my house. <laughs> but uh, overall, I love it that the, the diner scene was amazing. I'm going to say this, and it's not... Uh, when you get to the woman who plays Death, she's amazing. She's great. She's she has that charisma that uh, Death should have. But in my and this is only me now. I dream booked Jenna Coleman as Death my whole life since she's been on Doctor Who and everything. So her being in the show, it just hurts me. And it, you, do you know what I'm saying? Not that. Because I love her as as Joanna Constantine, because she's got the she's got the John Constantine attitude. I'm I'm 100 fine with that, and the depth is good. I kind of wish they were swapped, but I have to live with it if that makes any sense. And just I wish like as my whole life I or my the whole like doing the production of the show I was like Jenna Coleman would be the perfect death. But that being said, so I'm fine with all that, just slightly disappointed at the most. But the thing I don't like about the whole show is Patton Oswald as the voice of Matthew. Hmm. I'm tired. I'm, I'm literally tired of every comic book property having Patton Oswald somehow in it. As a voice. Right. Or j- just because he's a fan. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think he's one of the greatest stand-up comedians of our generation. Um, but I do not need him as Matthew. I do not think I think of it, totally hysterical when I hear Pat and Oswald's voice. And I Matthew Rave Matthew the Raven is more wry to me, if that makes any sense. He's more cutting with his wit. Yes. So I don't know. I I I I do not like that. So 
I, I live with it, but eh, what are you gonna do? Right. What you you got? You can't do anything. I can't. I'm gonna vo- I'm gonna do my own voiceover for Matthew the Raven. <laughs> You're gonna do the no Patton Oswald cut where you just have somebody else's voice in there. Yes, yes. And there's one of the episodes later on does something where they have some guest voices, and I'm okay. I'm okay with all of those. So. Just not Patton Oswalt. No, not Patton Oswalt. It works for the same thing that we may have talked about on the main show uh, with uh, the Thunderbolt. But anyway, from Stargirl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. Uh, like, uh, again, he has like one line, I think, in this week's episode. So it's right. not that big of a deal. But Right, but it wasn't who like... I, it's supposed to be. But go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think you'll enjoy the rest whenever you get to it. Though. Because it is the Corinthians. Oh, and the Corinthians great. Um, there is some eye stuff that I don't know if April's going to enjoy. Yeah, she-, she looked away at the end of the 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 the, the diner episode when the stuff happened there. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, with the TV show, you need like more of a driving narrative antagonist. Where I don't remember from the comic books that being the Corinthian. What do you mean, the Corinthian? What? the Corinthian being the driving antagonist that drives the story along. Uh, right. It's that I'd have to, I'd have to go back and remember, but I remember the Corinthian, like he, he is a part of certain stuff. I don't think he was all the way from the beginning. Of no the comic though. That's the one thing, but it works. Cause then it goes into uh, a doll's house, which is the second half of the, the 10 episodes. And he's big in that. So, okay. And that, and that's the thing. Like, uh, like it's not one of these things where it's like, oh, well, this is wrong. Well, it's not wrong. I understand why they have to do it, and there is no real tangible villain in the Sandman books. There's like, he has adversaries, or he has people that he has disagreements with. Mm-hmm. But again, there's no like what would be classified as a bad guy, and that had to be the corinthian and i completely understand why whether it be right you know visually uh aesthetic or you know however you want to slice it but yeah i don't remember definitely from the comics he was not there from the beginning helping uh crowley figure out ways to keep oh definitely not but it was definitely the beginning that he had kind of gone on his own i think and dream was looking for him right and got got snapped up but uh yeah so i don't know I, like i said i think the corinthian you know was the visually good villain that would be it and when you say there's no villain in sandman i 100 agree because it, half the stories sandman's the villain yeah he doles out the the punishment if you will and he's like and not to give too much away but if you watch the whole i mean to anybody who, who would be be seeing uh, issues that haven't been uh made yet episodes that haven't been made yet um he's almost his own worst enemy sandman so that's the way i look at the at the 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 character anyway yeah and and you could definitely get from the tv show even in the comics that he definitely like grows as a person thing As as an entity yes literally like as as you watch it there's bits where they even say it's like Sandman from a like Morpheus from a hundred years ago would never have done what he just did. You know what I mean? Like right. he, that 
that being imprisoned for a hundred years, like changed, changed everything. Right. So. And obviously the, the TV show is a little bit more heavy handed with that, where they have to come out and say like, no Sandman, no Morpheus, don't do that. Just because you were imprisoned for a hundred years, not all humans are bad. And mm-hmm. like, I'm exaggerating slightly, but the comic was a little bit more subtle when it came to those sort of things. Right, but me me hearing the lines with you because you're right, it was more subtle. But I just forgot how great of a writer Neil Gaiman was at that right. time. Like, because he hasn't really done any comics since that, and then seeing, knowing, and I would never tell anybody who's never read the book where like this thing happens in the background or this character walks through, and like people are like, oh, that's a throwaway character and you're like nope no wait for three more storylines and see what happens with that you know what i right. mean like just the craftsmanship of him doing the story um and like i said reading the companions and like seeing all the little things like you'll understand this the city that's in issue 50 of sandman ramadan yep. the, the bottled city yep. if you go look and look in in like issue 13 of sandman i don't have it down but it's that early because it's 27 issues away sandman opens a, like a chest and that city's in there because right. he would give like the artist whole scripts he's like go crazy on whatever you want like i'm not going to tell you like every inch of what you have to draw for sandman but i need this 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 and this in the scene and then do whatever else you want and he would do that like every couple pages or couple panels and all of it comes around again. And just seeing it in the beginning of the first like 10 episodes, I'm like, it is still, I'm a JLI guy, born and bred, but Sandman is the best thing that has ever been written in comics. Yeah. So one, and that, that's where I'll stop where I could go here all night. You know what I mean? Right. I was going to say, we could go here all night. We're not gonna, I do have one more question for you. Okay. Uh, again, I, I I read nothing ahead of time. I didn't look at any casting stuff. I didn't look at any episode titles or anything like that. Is there a Hobgalding episode? <clears throat> maybe. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. What was that? I, I said maybe. Um, Do you want to know definitely? I'm asking you a pointed question of yes or no. Yes, there is definitely a Hob, Hob uh, episode. And it's uh, where it's supposed to be in okay. Doll's House. Perfect. So, and the guy who plays Hob is really good. <laughs> All right. And like I said, maybe you watched the show and this makes sense to you. Maybe you read the comic and this makes sense to you. Or maybe you watched or read neither and none of this makes sense to you. Hopefully uh, our uh, unbridled joy for the show and the property and the comic and the everything else is going to inspire you um, to uh, go check out one or the other or both. And it made me realize how much Sandman merchandise I have, Joe. Uh, Except for that one thing that you gave, that you said you're going to give the Davy Jr. So, yeah, I'm going to drive that right down to Philly. Let me get on it. I'm going to listen. When I head down there next time, I'll swing by your place, grab it, (laughs) a little smash and grab, and I'll just walk around Philly. Little Davy. Davy. Davy Jr. All right. Thanks, everyone. Hey, listening. Uh, this was episode 408 of Longbox Heroes After Dark. Uh, T Public Store, uh, Patreon, Amazon affiliate link, 
you know all the rest. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks.